Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? And who might you be? And how are you today? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a shame. Choose either of those, which you find applicable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is, of course, the third option, which is everything's just all right. You know, just, you know. No change then. Ah, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It's the weekend mm. soon. Mm. It is the Friday morning episode. We're bringing it to you on Friday morning um, because it's a Friday morning episode. Uh, I feel as though it could be one of those episodes where I'll just like sit back and just listen because you've just spent a week in United, the United States, not just the United States, New York mm. itself. Um, the city that never sleeps. Well, they say that. Yeah, Did you I test slept. it out? I slept regularly, slept? yeah. But <laughs> I believe that while I, while I was sleeping, there were other Stuff people who were awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say that. They're, incredibly, in New York, at every single second, there's always someone who's awake. I <laughs> know, it's the only wow. city in the world. Yeah, well, Fucking only hell. in America. I made a point of saying that like 30 to 40 times a day. To my son, as we Only were walking around. Only in America. <laughs> as he put put his arms around him, and you mm. said, "Son, drink it all in. This <laughs> is the the land of opportunity, the Big Apple, the Windy City. Oh no, that's Chicago. But nevertheless, Orange let's call County, it that. <laughs> the old sea itself." <laughs> Big Sir, El Capitan, <laughs> call it what you will. It's the center of the universe. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> they say uh, people disappear here, son. So it's a good Never thing, to it? be seen again. And just think, <laughs> that could be us. <laughs> if you I'll play you your what, cards I'd... right. Tonight could you be what. your night if you play your cards right, as they say <laughs> at JFK Nothing when you arrive. Repair. Not in this game. <laughs> Don't get two in a bed. Uh, I got right up to the uh, Empire State Building, State uh, Empire State Building, and I stood out there with my arms out, stretched <laughs> to the city, and I shouted, "What a points make!" And the city, as one from below, shouted back at me. Prizes! <laughs> nice to see you! To see you nice! <laughs> nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a city. Only only in New York. Only in New York. So New then, York. Do, you have like a, do you have a list of highlights then? Or? I, don't, I mean, I'm still pretty tired. I, like, I, got, I got in yesterday and I was sort oh. of so tired all day. Mm. And... Um, but yeah, I had to do that thing of try not to go to sleep all day because I didn't want try to, 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 to realign your body clock. Confuse my body. 
the I didn't want to confuse my body. So I stayed up. It was tough. But then eventually I went to sleep at about nine o'clock. I've had like a good, like practically 13 hours sleep. Oh, so that's, that's, that's nice. good. But I do feel disorientated. But one thing they're talking about New York and what a unique place it is. Unique New York. Uh, it's got an awful rat problem, mate. Oh, my God. The rats are out of control. Really? Like, look it up. I didn't realise. So I said to my sister after the couple of days, I said, you know, in many ways, you know, America's got this sort of reputation for small government and that. I said, but they do, they do so much here in New York that mm. you wouldn't get in London, like, for free. So, for instance, there's the Staten Island Ferry. Right, Staten Island Ferry goes from Staten Island, as you'd expect, into Manhattan, non-stop, 24 hours, seven days a week, and it's absolutely free. It's laid on by the city, right? And that's, you know, obviously, Staten Island is one of the five boroughs. It's a big commuter, you know, town, uh, borough, whatever you call it. So there's people going in and out of the city every day, just free, mate, on a boat. And not only that, little tip for tourists, is that, if you want to go on a tour round, um, what do you call it, the Statue of Liberty, right? Right. Um, now I I paid, right, which I probably regretted, but you can, you know you can get the official tour it takes you out to there and to Ellis Island, right? Mm. And uh, and you do all of that, and you can get off the boat and have a walk around and whatnot. But if you get the Staten Island ferry, right? It's just, you go right past it anyway. You go right, oh, you go yeah. as so close you as the paid for one. Yeah. And you, all you have to do, they can't, char- they can't charge you for looking from a boat, yeah. can they? You'd think they could, but they can't, right? It's like, it's like so, firework displays this week. And here's a tip for you. Don't go to yeah. an organised firework display. Just stand, stand outside, outside the location. We, You'll we get a good that. view. We do that. And, <laughs> and just to make it feel even better, we do it. <laughs> the local really posh private school have a spectacular one. <laughs> I'm not fucking lining those cunts' pockets. They already get away with not paying fucking VAT. I pay VAT, and I basically am a fucking podcaster, right? They're not paying fucking VAT, and they are making fucking so much money, they don't know what to do with it. They have to fucking, for their tax return, they have to spend it all on fucking fireworks once a year. Yeah, we got to do an extra big fucking firework display this year, right? Because if not, it's all going to go to the tax man. But we've looked it up and there's a firework loophole for private schools. <laughs> so they spend all their fucking immense profits on fires. We stand outside that cunt. And that we way as well, you don't, have to, you don't have to stand within earshot of all the fucking braying cunt parents and bratty kids. take your own bowl of chips as well, just stand outside and eat your bowl of chips. I fill the kids' pockets with chips because that way it saves on washing up. Okay, uh, put on your biggest coats. Right, open up wide. We're putting chips in one pocket and we're putting gravy in the other. So you know the system. You take a chip out of the right pocket, you pass it to your left hand, you dip it in your left pocket and consume. And that's Every fireworks, fireworks night. night. <laughs> um, yeah, also, so- while we're talking fireworks night, thanks to a couple of contributors who've let us know that uh, Guy Fawkes uh, gave his name uh, when he was arrested as John Johnson. Yeah, Which of course is the same, the same name that uh, that fella with the canoe. His name. Hey, maybe we should do a quick deep dive for fireworks night, like next week on um, on Guy Fawkes, because he was <laughs> quite the character. He was good. Yeah, 
I mean, it'll be off the guy folks night, but fuck that. Yeah, we might oh, do yeah. that. We they might they do that. say they they don't they say that he was a stooge as well. Like he wasn't uh, he wasn't the um, guy who sort of had all the. He wasn't I, the brains behind it. I, I don't know. It's all. He been wasn't fr- the. He wasn't the Bin Laden of the outfit. Me, he was. It, who, he was more knows? of a Lee Harvey Oswald character. Who, who knows? It's all. It's all framed through the prism of the people who choose to tell the story. You know, well, in the way they want yeah. to tell it. You know, like me, me. My daughter recently, she was talking. She's doing a history degree, and she loves history. Mm. But mm. there's an element. She's doing a side course thing, which was about journalism, and she fucking hated it because she needed like actual concrete facts about journalism oh, yeah. and she says I love history because history is essentially it's gossip facts oh right history yeah. is just yeah. gossip and it is yeah, yeah, that's it's like true, say, yeah. it's told by history is told by the winners and it's yeah. their version of events isn't it yeah. so who, who fuck knows who Guy Fawkes really was it's all just a yeah, true. Of bollocks anyway. yeah they didn't have podcasts back then either that was the big problem mm. for them that was a massive problem. Yeah, now we've For got me, a lot more. Year zero of his, year zero of all history was when uh, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant laid yeah. down the first ever podcast, the very first podcast with Carl Pilkington. Yeah. yeah, and that's history. Where, that's where what I call real history began. History two point zero. I call yeah, it. Yeah, that's when everything's fucking recorded factually. And it led to us uh, doing history box, of course, which is now the most recognised history podcast that there is out there. It's the most, in academic circles, it's recognised mm. as the most credible historical source of yeah. evidence. Yeah, Dan, Dan Snow doffs his cap to it regularly yeah, he on does. his own podcast. Yeah, all those history cunts fucking yeah. of it. Sharma, um, the other one. The rest yeah. is history, because Lineker's um, Goalhanger Productions, which is a, a very esteemed and successful podcast production company, yes. and, it, and it, it does The Rest is Football. Mm. With Lineker and Mika Richardson, Alan Shearer, which I've I've never listened to throughout, but occasionally I see video clips of, um, and they're all like laughing their heads off. Fair enough, but it, 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 the clips I've seen, I'm not even taking them bits, have been really interesting because they tell like inside. So it's like the other day I saw Shearer talking about Rude Hillett dropping. Him. <laughs> it was right. really funny. For the Sunderland match, you know Shearer. I always used. I mean, obviously, I don't expect a, a balanced view of Shearer from a Mackham. But the thing about Shearer is, I always thought he was so like uptight and full of it and boring. Mm. But rather like Roy Keane, in a way, he's come to own those a- aspects of his personality. So Lineker right. and Mika Richards take the piss out of him for being <clears throat> that way, for being right. slightly self-important and uptight, and he's kind of given into that. So, yeah, that's good. They do that. Anyway, they do that. Then they do the rest is history. I can't remember who does that, but that's popular too. And then they do the rest is politics with uh, Alistair Campbell. Yeah. Um, I believe they've got the rest is buggery coming up. Well, I'm thinking uh, if we ever wanted to sell out and stop being independent, we could pitch ourselves to to them and say we could call it the rest is cunts. But that doesn't... (laughs) And they go, well, we like it, and we know you've got a little bit of a following, um, so we see potential. But the thing is, grammatically, the rest is cunts doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it would have to be the rest are cunts, and cunts. that would break with our with our sort of yeah. system. And we go, oh, fine, call it the rest is cunt then. And then they go, well, no, then it's going to sound like it's just... like sexual or something. All right, all right, just call it the rest is bollocks. That's better. <laughs> 
That All right, but like we want, but I, I can't stress this enough, Gary. We do want paying. We're going <laughs> to need a lot. We're going to need paying to do this, right? A lot. And one other thing, not only do we need paying from you, we do insist on retaining all our current income sources from the pod going forward. <laughs> and then it'll be like, well, what's in it for us then? What's in it for you? What's in it for you? <laughs> kudos, mate. The fucking kudos. The rest is bollocks. Come on. <laughs> now, we're going to need a meeting with you, Gary, on a twice-weekly basis going forward, personally, either at the Media Hub or in your rig. Is that is that agreeable to you? And we want I'll it in writing as well. You're going to have to pay for Andy to fly down. Now, I'm assuming, Gary, that you have your own private helicopter slash jet. It'll be agreeable to Andy if you just send that and land it on send his back up. garden yeah. twice a week. <laughs> but you better allow dogs in it because Oscar's going to be coming on the helicopter too. No, well, if not, he's going to have to shell out for the dog hotel, isn't he? Fucking think it through, Lineker. We thought you were a fucking. We thought you were switched on about the podcasting game. <laughs> of course, Oscar's coming too. Fine. Oscar doesn't have to get on the helicopter upholstery. Oscar could sit on the floor of the helicopter. That's fine. He'll bring his little blanket. He'll lie on that. <laughs> He'll bring his blanket. But you will. We would prefer it if you could lay on some in-flight treats for him as well in to keep him treats. calm, because Oscar is a slave to his fucking nerves. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> you you found it similar with that Rory Stewart on the politics podcast. He, <laughs> he seems needs the a skit- and treats as well. <laughs> he, he seems the skittish type. <laughs> he's, he's like got, Alistair Campbell's he, pet dog. He's got a security <laughs> blanket like Linus off of Charlie Brown. Yeah, well, he went to one of them posh boarding schools, so he's got well, a few screw looses up top, you know. He went to one of them fireworks schools. He went to fireworks school. He's always crying for his mummy or his nanny or whatever it is, his wet nurse. So he has to have a blanket and biscuits on, on hand all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Anyway, back to rats. Oh, did yeah. you go? You, went, you mentioned Ellis Island. Did you also go to Rikers Island? No, I didn't go to Rikers Island, just Ellis Island. But to be honest, right, one of the reasons I regretted paying for the tour to... Mm. We got this boat and it goes to... Uh, first it goes to Liberty Island and then it goes to Ellis Island. But the queues were unbelievable. And on our first day there, it must have been about like the 27th of, of October. And it was about fucking 20 degrees centigrade, mate unbelievable wow i was boiling and we had to queue for so long and then you go like 10 minutes across the river to fucking liberty island and they're going right get off here have a look at the statue of liberty and in Mm. 20 minutes every 20 minutes you, you can get the boat further on to ellis island i'm like i'm looking at the queues and i'm thinking we're gonna have to get off go up and look at statue of liberty which i can fucking see perfectly well from here anyway Right? Mm. So what? Like, the only difference is I'll get to touch the cunt. If right? anything, you're too fucking close. Too close. It's intimidating because, yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I am intimidated by being close to very large things. Yeah. <laughs> large structures can be yeah. intimidating, can't yeah, they? Yeah, we've got, we've got the Angel of the North up here, and I went and I I went had a look How- at it once. You stood next to it. It's too much. Yeah, it's nice to look at it from a distance. Yeah. But if you get yeah. up close, you go dizzy, don't you? You're like, what if it falls on you? You know? know, New York's full of that shit. So, like, I thought, I'm perfectly fine here, thanks. I'm not fucking getting off this boat 
to stand next to a big fucking statue that's going to make me feel queasy and then queue up again for another fucking <laughs> half hour to get back on the same fucking boat. Sounds like an ordeal, not a fucking holiday. Yeah, so that was my first day as well. But I did get off at Ellis Island because there's a bit more going on there um, and walked around like their immigration compound <laughs> and okay. learned about the the history of immigrants. Like yeah. in, and that was good. And then, uh, but anyway, so I thought, yeah, they, and then there was other free things. There's a few free things there that are pretty good. And like, my, my sister, she lives in Brooklyn. And every day we just got the ferry. If we were going into Manhattan for a pipe about there, me and my lad, we just got up in the morning, rolled out of bed, walked across mm. the street, got on a ferry, $4, right? Mm. in Right into the middle of Manhattan every day. Walk around, and then at the at the end of the day, you go back to the fucking ferry and get it back again. So oh, yeah. for a start, that feels really exciting because you feel like Melanie Griffiths in the film Working Girl, right? Well, going in some respects, yeah, ferry. yeah, <laughs> and um, and it's cheap. So I was like, it's really. And there was so, what was the other thing that I thought they did? There's just loads. Of, oh yeah, um, we went down one day and they're near Brooklyn Bridge Park or in Brooklyn Bridge Park there's this huge like sports complex right and they have got tennis courts outdoor squash courts they've got this new thing called pickleball which is sort of like like well, pick, have you heard pickleball. of this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm aware of it I've seen p- pickleball keeps, keeps coming into my arena mm. Yeah. I keep seeing it. It was the last thing Matthew Perry did before he sadly passed away. He last died week. of it, apparently. He had he a died game of pickleball. pickleball. Yeah, he had a game of pickleball, and, and then he and then he died. But then, well, then he was the, working on a new podcast called "The Rest Is Pickleball." The rest is pickleball. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, then it, it, it turns out there's a Sunderland pickleball society. Is I there? Go to the Beacon of Light next to the Sunderland Stadium yeah, Light. I, I, I didn't play try it. I didn't it try like, it. My, it's like tennis for the elderly. I think. Yeah, exactly. So it appealed to me. But yeah. uh, I did me and me and Len we went down there and like we couldn't try it really, partly because my, my brother in law my brother in law's he's pretty alpha. And right. uh, like Why every me? morning every morning he's up like running a fucking double marathon by the river or like going out on a bike. Like I was alarmed a couple of mornings when I got up and he to be confronted by him in, in a full body stocking. Jesus Christ. And I was like, what's all this then, fuck's sake? <laughs> and he's like off on his fucking super it's bike. It's some kind of cult. Yeah, exactly. Well, you joined a fucking blue man group, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and was he off play pickleball, was he? No, he was off on his fucking bike riding for about fucking 10 hours before 5am. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jalapeño. He's a great guy, but, you know, I think high performance culture is pretty standard if you live <laughs> oh, in Jesus. New York because yeah. it's a magnet for the everyone who thinks in high performance terms, right, that New York is like a magnet to them wherever they are in the world. So yeah. all the high performance people wind up in New York. And so yeah. rather than it be a niche that we can all laugh at, like here, it's very much the default setting for so many people oh, there. Jesus right? Christ. So but like because he's quite sporty and whatnot, he was he had no time for pickleball because he felt that pickleball was a sport that had been invented for people for, who can't do other sports. It's for all people well. or, or beer like, or something like that. For the yeah. weak. Yeah. For the weak yeah. of the lame. Yeah, <laughs> feeble. <laughs> like, well, I'm quite lame. Pickleball, that's for the feeble and assholes. Yeah. This is New York. Those people need to fall in the huts and do the decent thing, take themselves off the teeth of the state. <laughs> um, Very much a Boris Johnson point of view, mm. <laughs> right? But anyway, uh, no, he, he is a lovely guy, my brother-in-law. He's just, um, he's just very powerful. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. He's a, he's a powerful he's a, he's a powerful specimen, and um, <laughs> and and uh, anyway, he he said yeah. But we went down there, right? And it, they've got the facilities were amazing, Andy. They had like they got pickleball, tennis, they got um, football or soccer pitches, right? Mm. Um, they got obviously basketball courts, table tennis tables. It's really really nice well maintained all really modern equipment no graffiti or mess totally fucking free and you Fuck. go up and you go up to we we walk we walk down there through the park me me and len and you get there and there's there was no staff there as far as i see but there was like a a, a locker and you go up and you, you scan the qr code on the locker download an app fill in your details and then you just go right what do you want to play and we put ping pong and when you mm. press it on your phone ping pong suddenly I and mean, it's like the future right you just press ping pong you think i wonder what's gonna happen next and the door to the locker this huge locker one of the doors 
just sprang open. It was a bit Get like in there. Um, deal or no deal, right? Because yeah. there's lots of different doors. And this yeah. door just suddenly went ping. And inside, Get there was in. just like a bunch of table tennis balls and paddles. Wow. Yeah. And the app just said, there you go, cunt. Have a go for as long Have as you nice want. Have a nice time. Yeah. And then just make sure you put them back. Yeah. Don't forget right. to hydrate, obviously. Yeah. And then we just played table tennis, like, by the river, right, with with literally Manhattan on the other side. Like, you could see Statue of Liberty and, oh, and uh, Empire State and all of that while you're playing. Played yeah. for as long as we wanted. Also, being America, everyone is super fucking friendly, which I can tell you, I do not get tired of at all. It's yeah, we've, fucking, we've talked a, about this a, before, haven't we? It's a breath of fucking fresh air. Mm. Like, it's amazing. Like, you know, kids who are playing basketball would come up to us, they go, hey, man, who's winning? And your first instinct, if you're from the UK, <laughs> Fuck off. is to think, yeah, wait, I don't want any fucking trouble from you, little cunts. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking West Ham and I've got my stodion under this. Yeah. Don't make me fucking get all naughty. Right. And then you just go, oh, no. They genuinely just want to chat and they come over and just fucking... And everywhere you go, like, you just meet people and your best friends say, I remember I was talking to my sister about it and she's saying, yeah, I never got that, how it annoys English people, that everyone's friendly. And I say, I suppose some English people are like, oh, it's so insincere. And she says, yeah. It. She went, it might be, it might not be. She went, but even if it is, I don't really give a fuck. I'd rather have insincere warmth than sincere meanness. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm the same, you know. Because it just, man, every day is tough for everyone, right? You know that phrase you always see, you never know what someone else is going through. Well, it's true, although it's sort of like, obviously a trite sort of thing yeah. to say, but... Uh, ultimately, I don't care. Uh, no, I don't I don't know and I don't care. But the, <laughs> the thing is, it does make life so much smoother, whatever you're fucking going through day to day shit, if everyone's just got a smile and a nice word, and a little bit of warmth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good. So anyway, I ended up saying to my sister, fuck me. I went, is this city, like, everyone goes, oh, you know, this is like, America is like the the heart of kind of the, or like the home of the most heartless form of extreme capitalism. I said, but actually, a city like New York, there's so much community. Like, you wouldn't believe what Halloween night was like. The sense of community, it was like... Everyone's just out there having their best fucking life. It's like very mm. different. And like, you know, it felt like, you know, everyone, no matter what part of the fucking neighborhood they were from, everyone's just out there having a right laugh and talking in a way that you just fucking don't even see on Christmas Day. So, you know, a, a lot of times in the UK. But anyway, um, I said, you know, it's like a really nice, like the state do do quite a lot. She went, like what? I said, the Staten Island Ferry. Them fucking ping pong tables. I said, that's just two fucking things right there. And she went, yeah, but it's a fucking absolute shithole. We're overrun with rats. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And she went, no, no, it's a serious problem with rats, right? There's like rats right. fucking everywhere. So then, like, we went out, me and her went out to a gig on Tuesday night. And afterwards, she went, oh, it's t- the gig ended at 10. Fucking dreamland, mate. Eight till 10. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, let's go Straight for a little stro- let's go for a little stroll around. So I said, all right. And then she said, right, it's quite late. Do you mind? We'll walk through some of the parks. You don't mind big rats, do you? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, strange thing to say. <laughs> I went, oh, yeah, not, yeah, not, not. I mean, as long as they don't attack, she went, no, they won't attack. I mean, you might get the odd one run over your foot. 
So we walked through the park, and I said, well, actually, I'm quite, I would be interested to see a rat as big as a dog, because you hear about that sort of thing, but you don't see it. It's a target, isn't it? She said, yeah, yeah, well, we might do. So we went through the park, and it was quite dark, but I was lucky enough to see some large-scale rats, right? Some as big as maybe a chichuana, right? But none (laughs) as big as, none as big as a, none as big as a, not a chichuana, a chihuahua. But none no, as big I, I, as a I, I, golden retriever. I like the Chichuana pronunciation. Stick yeah. with that. Um, and uh, so they said, yeah, there is a lot of rats. That's amazing. She went, yeah, because like the the mobs still run. It was comforting to know that the mobs still run all of the uh, refuse. They run the, they run the rats. <laughs> yeah, we're in charge of the rats in this city. We always happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since our ancestors came over from Sicily, we took charge of the rats. No, they're in charge of all the, uh, you know, the the bin men, <laughs> and, and right. some of the some of them. Uh, and anyway, something to do with that. But anyway, I'm like, well, you've got a fucking problem. What are you going to do about it? They've got this mayor, right? And the mayor has announced to the city, which reminded me of the sort of thing that happens in Batman. The sit, the mayor's always coming out on the steps of City Hall and making an announcement, Ma- isn't mayor it? Mayor Quimby. <laughs> Yeah, Mayor Quimby's fucking come out. I pledged that there is one of my favourite Ever Simpsons episodes is to do with rats as well. Remember when the, the, the mob, funnily enough, are milking rats and selling the rat milk to the schools? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it's got so many great bits in it. And one of the great bits is fucking Wigan breaks into like Fat Tony's lair and they kick down the door. And there's just a rat farm in there. And they're all being milked by machines. And and Chief Wigan picks up one of the rats and holds it under his nose and sniffs it like a cigar and just goes, it's pure. (laughs) (laughs) It's pure. Uh, (laughs) And anyway... I go, well, he's got to fucking pull, pull his finger out, this cunt. And they go, yeah. In fact, my, my brother-in-law said, yeah, well, he's, his big pitch is he's got these um, he's got these rat-capturing machines, right? <laughs> this is true, right? He's got these rat-capturing machines that he's announced with, like, massive pride. Like, he thinks this is going to be my biggest vote. And you go, I hereby announce <laughs> a billion-dollar order of state-of-the-art rat-catching machines that I shall put, I pledge to put on every street cleaner in the whole of this fair city. And the rats have had it their own way for too long now. And I say, no more. Right. And I said, well, what are these fucking rat traps? Right. And he's gone, well, they're like machines that lure the rat in. And then when the rat gets in there, I don't know if there's a bit of cheese in there or what, the, the, a door shuts on the cunt, right? And then a load of like sort of for formaldehyde, you know, the old Damien yeah. Hurst gear that he used to put the sharks in and that, yeah, right? That That is released and sort of drowns the rat in it. Right. But it's extra strong. So rather than preserve the rat like Damien Hurst did. I don't know if Damien Hurst got anything to do with this, but it wouldn't surprise me with that cunt because he's always got his eye on the main chance, hasn't he? <laughs> he has, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've yeah, got an idea. He's got to get, get, get me the mayor of New York on the phone. I've got a fucking, <laughs> I've got a fucking body spin. I've got a load of that fucking Formada had left I've from the 90s. I've got a fucking lock up full of it. 
I've got I've got big yellow storage down in South London, right? And it's fucking costing me five hundred quid a month. I've got to get a shot of this stuff, but the council won't let me dump it, right? <laughs> they charge you. It's like paint. <laughs> they charge you for it. So he's like, so anyway, in the end, right? The rat is turned into a sort of a sludge, rat sludge. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And you and then apparently. A journalist has put his hand up and gone, Mr. Mayor, what? <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I'm Jimmy Jones from the Daily Gotham. What are we to do with all of the rat sludge left in these machines all over the city? Who will collect it? And apparently, according to my brother-in-law, the, the, the mayor was caught short by this question and sort of went... We will work that out as we go along. Yes! <laughs> something. We'll sort something out. This is, after all, America. Someone, somewhere oh. will come up with an idea for the rat sludge. So there's rat sludge everywhere. And, um, well, as my, as my son said, because he's obviously banging into the old superheroes like all the kids are, he said, well, he goes, it's obvious what's going to happen. Some fucking dodgy contractor's going to win the contract from the city to dispose mm. of the rat sludge, and they're just going to fucking dump it somewhere, and it's going to come into contact with radioactive materials, and yeah. then what? Great, a load of fucking superhuman super rats, super rats overrunning yeah. the greatest city on earth. So yeah. that's what Watch we're facing. And I've that is done, my main report from New York. I, I've just done a little bit of backstory research while you were oh, telling yeah. us that. And last December, yeah. the mayor advertised for a rat czar in New York. <laughs> I wish we'd seen that. That would have been a great one to apply oh, God, for. I don't know how we missed this. Listen to this. <clears throat> the job listing is incredible. It says, the <laughs> listing describes the position as a 24-7 job requiring stamina and stagecraft. <laughs> stagecraft. Stagecraft. There's more. There's more. It says the, the ideal candidate will be highly motivated and somewhat bloodthirsty. <laughs> the fucking mayor put this out. <laughs> yes. He says Amazing. he will be... Determined to look at all solutions from various angles, including improving operational efficiency, data collection, technology innovation, trash management, and wholesale slaughter. <laughs> this is the best job I've ever. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. There's another bit as well. Where is it at the top? Yeah. The uh, you will need excellent, excellent communication skills and a general aura of badassery. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, do yes. you have what it takes to do the impossible? A virulent vehemence for vermin. <laughs> Most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy, New York's relentless rat population. <laughs> oh, That's so good. This is why America, although it's exhausting, and I don't think New York is. I, I ultimately like my brother-in-law said, "Could you see yourselves living here?" And mm. like Len had already made his mind up that he was definitely going to like live there, right? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, when you're an eleven-year-old boy, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I mean, this is like there's fucking non, there's pizzas everywhere, everything's yeah. a fucking brilliant laugh." Um, but 
to a man of my age, I'm sort of like, yeah, maybe once upon a time, but this city, as fun as it is, it is not fucking conducive to the just rest lifestyle. No. It's pretty much the worst place for the just yeah. rest lifestyle. Good to dip in right? now and again, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, my, not, my sister's not leaving. Like, she's going to live in Los Angeles because she's All got right. two kids now. And right. she's like, you know, this city is fucking great. You know, she moved there 10 years ago. She's like, it's great in your 20s. She went, but mm. it's fucking relentless madness. And like mm. raising kids there is like tough, you know. So they're going like, to I LA. A lot where of there's people, a lot, it's similar to London. A lot of people who gravitate to London for, for work, not like yourself who've grown mm. up there, but people yeah. who've gone there after uni. And then they yeah. meet people and get together and get married and have kids and then they look at moving away because it's just... Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, too much. It's, yeah, it's insane. I mean, yeah. I, I've got to say, coming back to Leafy Barnes, fuck me. I mean, I, you know, I've been, as you know, for years I've been like, oh, I'm getting towards the stage where even I, who's always lived in London my whole life, I'm like, yeah, I, I, it's getting a bit much. I'd like to live in the countryside, bit of space, slower pace, less mm. expensive. But you come back from a week in New York and it's not, you know, and you're like, fucking hell, I felt like I was coming back to some sort of sleepy Miss Marple fucking <laughs> Hamlet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, suddenly it's like, you know, you do feel like you, you've already kind of retired to rural idyll just by being here. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, but the, one of the many, many brilliant things about New York that would make it brilliant, and I sort of semi-wish that I had gone there in my 20s for a few years, is that, like, what you just read out, that is like, everything is a right laugh. Like, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, even a job description issued by the fucking mayor. <laughs> for I a mean, rat catcher. For a rat cat, like everything is just brilliant, like really yeah. funny all the time. So you become uh, almost immune. Like for the first 24 hours, my son's spotting every fucking sign outside every shop and pissing himself laughing. But yeah. by the second day, you're you're almost like, yeah, of course, everything's hilarious at all right. times. And yeah. not by mistake. Like it's all meant to be funny because... I don't know. I suppose the attitude is just like, hey, we're only here once. We're yeah. here for a good time, not a long time. <clears throat> we are got to live out loud. Yeah. Everyone's living out loud the whole time. Good. good. So that's just, it. It, in, yeah. it increases me desperation to get over there and have a pipe about, which I yeah. will do at some point in life. Yeah. Uh, predictions very quickly. We did some last weekend before you went away mm. and I forgot to even bother publishing them checking up on them so we'll check up on two weeks worth of, I didn't publish them didn't check up on them okay we did them and that was it um, so we'll do some more now Fulham versus Manchester United Manchester oh. United who seem to be in fucking free fall yeah, yeah. that's gotta be 2-0 Fulham <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not that's, even trying to be funny that's just that, that feels just nailed feels, on doesn't yeah. it you know I'm gonna match that I've got 2-0 Fulham as well yeah yeah, why not? Uh, Burnley versus Crystal Palace. I'll go first on this. Burnley seem to be quite hapless, but um, uh, Palace are a bit shit as well. I'll go 1-1. One, one. And I say 1-0 Burnley. Okay. Brentford versus West Ham United. Oh, fuck me. 1-0. Uh, Being very generous to West Ham there. Yeah. Um, I think you'll, I think you'll win that 1-0. Um, Swansea versus Sunderland I will say this will be 
this will be a 2-1 win for Sunderland. And I say 2-0. All right. And then Newcastle United versus Arsenal. I think that Newcastle United are going to win this 3-1. Fucking hell. I'll go for um, 1-0 to Arsenal. Uh, that is the predictions. That's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.